Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, joined by Chase Curtis in office. We have uh, Alex Ray and uh, Michael Antonovich remote. Alex, stop shuffling your papers. I know you're working. That's not me. That's not me. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, it is the uh, Monday after Detroit, first round of the East Coast 250 Supercross Series. And man, what a weekend it was. I know that... uh, Chase, Alex, and I were enjoying the broadcast, but Anton, you were there. Um, dude, what was the vibe of the whole thing? I think it was cold probably and crowded and early. Yeah, yeah, early for sure. Uh, track walk was at 6.30, and there was a line of people trying to get in at 6.30 in the morning that probably did miss track walk. Uh, but you got to give it up to the Michigan fans because the, as soon as the doors opened at 8 o'clock, they were there. They filled every available seat that was open for the morning practices, and then 53,000 people were there for the afternoon show, which was huge. Uh, yeah, it was cold out. I mean, it's, you know, the upper Midwest at this time of year, but it wasn't as bad as it has been there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that everybody on TV, you know, from what you guys saw, a six-lane track, kind of basic, a lot of laps. I mean, it, it looks one way, but at the race, it did kind of feel a little bit different. Yeah. I think, uh, was it Benny Bloss on his Instagram? Or it's either Benny or Shane posted like, this is what you don't see on TV, and he took pictures of the ruts on the track. It looked it looked pretty uh, deteriorated. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was beat. It was beat. They uh, it was softer dirt going in. Um, they kind of talked to the dirt works guys, and they just had you know just softer dirt than than the last few years that it was taken in. And then the tight TV production window, like they know they have to be live. The gates got to drop at a certain time. So I'm sure that that did play a factor of the layout that was picked because. It's less stuff for guys to have to go work on. Just if you have that much equipment, you can put one tractor for one lane, like go knock it out. Uh, but it did put a lot of wear on the track because even in those first heat races with the 450s, I was like, damn, how many laps are we doing? Like, it just felt like they came by the same section forever and it, it hammered the track for sure. Yeah. Um, was it kind of a, a weird thing for you, you know, because of the TV, they ran the, the heats in reverse order? Uh, that- no, I thought it was actually pretty cool. I thought it was good because it just got right into things. The 250 heat races are always fun, but as they tried to explain, I have that interview with Ken Adelson that leads the production department for NBC and SMX. They want to try to get people's attention early, keep it, rather than trying to sell you on a bunch of kids that unfortunately you don't know. Yeah. Uh, but if you can put all the headliners in on those first 15-minute heat races and keep them there, see if their attention wanes through the middle of the show, but then bring them back for that last hour with both main events. You're pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if it was tough for either the 250 main guys or the 450 main guys, because the 450 guys would have the longest break between heat races and main events. They obviously have to warm up and it's really cold there. So it's probably tough to get a good sweat going. And then the 250 guys. I mean, if you, if you had to go to the LCQ, yeah, he LCQ, didn't have yeah. much of a break at all. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about uh, the the short amount of time, Ari? Like, 
you've you've done LCQs and gone to the main, but you've always had the two fifty main in between. But like the two fifty LCQ guys, what they have before the main? What did they run in between two fifty LCQ and two fifty main? Was that where when the KTM kids ran? No, they just did some track work. It was like 12, yeah. 12 minutes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. They just did a little bit of track work. Um, yeah, no, that's that's terrible. I mean, I mean, it's I I just remember whenever I was second, I always wanted to be first heat race because I had more time to to get ready for the LCQ. If um, if you know, I was, if I was racing the LCQ that weekend, and it was just like boom, 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 right. And then after the LCQ, I remember like there would be a little bit of a break because we had that 250 main event. Mm-hmm. But just think if you're if you're at like a, like a 250 guy and you're in the second heat race, you have a second heat race in the LCQ. Uh, you have a second heat race and then an LCQ back to back. And then if you do make the main, you have another main event just right after that. So you're going to be racing just boom, 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 boom. I remember still sweating on the gate just being for, like in the second heat race and then going straight to the lcq um it was tough it was definitely tough just to like catch your breath and as soon as you catch your breath it's like almost like the gate drops you know yeah um it, it was probably tough for some of the guys you know i bet and uh yeah it's uh it's nuts yeah evan yeah. ferry went from winning the lcq to face planting into a wall in like Dude. 15 minutes apart yeah any <laughs> word on him if he's all right yeah, I think yeah he, right. he put something up. He put something up on his Instagram. He said, you know, he'd be he'd be fine for Dallas, but he definitely rung his bell a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do think, you think? Do you think you guys, or, or do you think that we've seen no restart in that 250 main event because of the broadcast? That's what I was going to ask you guys. I feel like typically that would be a red flag situation. But I, don't See, I don't. I don't think that it would be. And I mean, on all the stuff, I know why everybody wants a red flag in a restart. So they can fix Hayden's bike. They're not putting handlebars on that bike. Like, <laughs> no. Dude, yeah. he was probably better just to jump up and do those 15 minutes and not sit there for five minutes and get in your head. Hell, who knows what they would have even said to him about, like, yo, your bike mechanically, like, what what could we do? Best thing that could have happened is just to keep him running. Maybe they have one of those, uh, like, I know the Cali guys have that big leverage thing to bend the bars back. Bar. Was it the throttle side or the, uh, no, it was a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the, the throttle, throttle side, side, right? Yeah, you can't put a pry bar on the throttle team. No. Yeah. I remember that happened to me. That happened to me, I think, at Boston one year. I crashed in the heat race. I was in the second heat, and there was no time to fix the the bars in between it. And I remember I was riding for Rock River at the time. Scotty Rebonds, he's like, you just got to ride the bike how it is. Yeah. I think I still made the main that night, but my bars were like, like this. But, I, mean, dude. I grew up on bent bars, dude. I crashed every freaking day. <laughs> Props to the Pro Taper <laughs> ACF bar, though, because typically a bar bends that. You don't get that much degree out of a bar bend before it snaps. Yeah. I can't believe that thing didn't snap. Well, that's why most factory teams run fat bars. Yeah. So because they, if the bar bends, you can still finish the race. If yeah. the bar breaks, you can't finish. So that's mm-hmm. why a lot of the teams still run fat bars. Dude, I I can't believe ACF bar bent that bad, right? I know. Because I mean, <laughs> I've had ACF bars in my bike for four years now, and we all know that I take some tumbles. I've never bent a pair. Yeah, I like not even a, a little. I've been the uh, the handlebar perch posts before the bars mm-hmm. anyway uh we have our first two-time winner of the year and uh man as soon as he whole shot i was like oh, yeah it's over yeah and I, I i don't know i thought we got some great variation in the uh the mud races and i was even surprised at the mistakes jet made in the triple crown but man 
round four, or was that round five? That's round, round five. Round five looked just like round one, just like. Pew. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's uh it's hard when we sit back and and reflect on the last five rounds and realize how start dependent they've been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. Did, did did you guys speaking of the four fifty class? Did you guys hear anything like why Eli just went backwards with an arm pump? Was it something with the bike? You have a flat tire? What's his? I've uh, bike blown up. Uh, I think he's definitely been going doing a lot of testing, and I think we've heard in years prior that. Those weirdo Eli races, it's just he's not comfortable and he's not willing to push the edge anymore when he's not comfortable. Hmm. So I, I I assume he just was not not stoked on his setup when the track was that gnarly and was just cruising it in. Yeah, that, that's just that's just mind-blowing to me because he hasn't – like the whole year last year, it's like he didn't change his bike and he was comfortable the whole time. Right? The bike hasn't changed much. Yeah. So I don't – like I wonder what, what it is. Like he's changed or if it's a different yeah. part. I mean, and he's, he's said he's gone back to an old setting, but I mean, I've seen him, he was doing a lot of testing uh, the day I was out there. So obviously they're searching for something. There is a really deep, like internet talking point. A friend of John Tomac posted on Facebook that John told him that something happened with the suspension, like a component failed, like maybe a shim or something let go. Hmm. Uh, and then that's what happened. But it was weird to watch in person because I watched him come through and just double through a rhythm lane. And I was like, yo, what the hell's going on? Because I did yeah. not expect that. But the heat yeah. race, even like him and Dylan were going for it for sixth, like fifth and sixth place. And that was a dogfight battle all the way. And they were not going forward with like a very high pace. They were they were way off the front runners. Yeah. Now, this sucks because, you know, we all we are rooting for Eli, you know, to come back and, and show the speed he had all season last year and, you know, kind of pick up right where he left off when he blew out his AC Achilles tendon. But it's, he needs to have found his pace and gotten his groove by now, because obviously here comes the jet Lawrence freight train, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's tough. Cause you got webs. I don't think personally webs ever looked this good at the beginning of a series series. And uh, Sexton seems to be getting comfortable. Like his competition seems to already be at the point that he needs to he needs to have reached. Yeah. So about Eli and like the Cooper thing, because we knew like this was going to be something between those two as the year goes on. You know, they're both going to be contending for the championship, and they're both on the same team and all of that. I was watching on Saturday during track walk. Eli would be a few jumps ahead of Cooper, mm-hmm. and then as soon as soon as Cooper would get up right next to him, Eli would start walking away. And as soon as Cooper would catch back up, he'd start walking away again. And I watched it happen for two straightaways. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Was there and friction? Then, I mean, dude, they're not, even, friction, they're not riding but like, together. But, like, like not, not friction, but, like, you're probably not going to let any anything in on that guy. <laughs> and then uh, Hayden came over, and then that stopped Eli. So then they started chatting and everything. But I could just see that happening as it all was, was all starting. And then to your point, Chase, like, very start dependent right now and cooper is ripping because he was like 16th going into that first turn like although the ama chart says something different there was only five or six guys behind him as Mm -hmm. they went over Mm -hmm. that first table and he made so many passes in the first two laps aaron tried to catch the toe with him and did for a minute and then lost it and then reeled it back in but dude cooper had four more spots on that first lap he probably would have been on the podium instead of where he finished yeah totally yeah what is the uh 
What is that about? The, the finger over the mouth? I think that was the shushing everybody. And then because Jed even said in the press conference, like quite a few people did try to badger him. Like, what did these last few weeks feel like? And how did you take this? And da, 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 da. And I did hear him say, wouldn't you like to know? And I was just like, there you go, dude. Like, that's all you got to tell him. He's, would you expect him to just open up and be like, oh, all the shit you guys were telling me made me cry at my house. Like I was balling in the Bugatti. Like, no, he's fine. <laughs> So like, I think he's good. I think he knows that everybody was gunning for him, but then that was just a pretty good show of force. Cause like that heat race with him and Jason was awesome yeah. until he made his pass stick and then he put three seconds on him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so. <clears throat> I was waiting to see something in that heat race. You I know? was too. They, they both kept it pretty clean. Yeah. It was good racing. Uh, good racing. Like, Jason definitely wanted to show him, like, oh, like, we'll go close. We'll yeah. go even over the finish line on that first lap. And then uh, – They got close in the whoops as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Bro, Jason had a close call in the main event when it was him and Ken early going down that first rhythm section after the start turn. Mm-hmm. He just kind of caught and just shot right as he was tripling and he just went all the way across the lane and, like, even looked back to make sure that he wasn't going to clean somebody out in the air. So that yeah. did take him a second to get going back from, but then Jason made some good passes too. Yeah, I want to know. I want to watch like the Cowie tape because Jason messed up that first rhythm so many times in the heat and in the main event. Like honestly, I think he even when he was battling with AP, he looked like he had a better pace throughout the rest of the track. It was just he could not get that first rhythm right every lap. I don't know what was going on. Dude, Jason sending it. Even to watch like Anaheim two again and that triple one he was doing, he's yeah. not afraid to launch some big stuff right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, AC is still out with his hand. Yeah, <clears throat> it's funny because when we were at Fox Raceway last weekend, Tickle was there, and I was like, "Oh, what are you doing here? Are you riding? Are you gonna fill in?" And he's like, "Ah, oh. he kind of like hinted that he wants to at some point this year, but he's got to get some testing done or something." But I don't know. But uh, it, was there any word on when AC's coming back? No, I think just after this break, like, just give it some time to get going. Because after they go, it's probably not going to race this weekend either. And then yeah. give them one more week. So I would expect Arlington. Yeah. 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 Man. And then Roxon had a good pace coming through the field. He did. Um, and, any word from him? Or did you, you probably didn't get to talk to him after the race. He's kind of reclusive. No, I mean, yeah, the... So I didn't get to do any 450 one-on-ones with anybody. Just they all bounced. And then uh, with that afternoon race, I do know quite a few people flew out. I flew out. And then, um, so yeah, it was just a ghost town. Like anybody that's been to Detroit, it's pretty hard to get into all of those rigs because as I told you, Don, you open up somebody's side door, you have to make sure you don't scratch the paint on the trailer park next to you. Like it's that close. Yeah. And uh, so everybody just bounced. But Ken, dude, Ken rode great. And I think that, He's building, like, you know, we've been saying for the last few weeks, he's building for a win. Uh, it's just, I think, the championship thing right now, like, he's behind Eli in points. Eli's pretty far back, too. Like, it's not impossible, but it's a big ass right now. They're just riding great. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's just guys ahead of them that are riding better more consistently. Yeah. Remember when uh, Webb and Jeremy, you won't remember this, or me, you might. Remember when uh, Webb and Jeremy Martin were on Star and there was that tension, and so J-Mart was pitting under the hmm. tailgate of the rig uh-huh. and, I remember hearing and the about easy this. up like i wonder if that's it's going to get to that point with with eli and coop like well both of them already do have like yes. big rigs of they're their different. own so they're separate and then i like really i think the only time that they do see each other is 
when it's time to get the bikes. Like, Cooper does seem to hang around the truck a little bit more. Eli's got his pit area with the wife and the kids and the family and, the, mm-hmm. you know, everybody that's in his little circle. So I don't think it's going to get crazy, crazy like that. Yeah. I think but, it does say something, though, that Jacob and Webb ride together throughout the week. All the time. And Eli yep. goes, well, while they're on break, that's when Eli does his motos. They're never on the track at the same time. <laughs> wow. It's <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> It's not, but I mean, it's Eli. It's Eli. He's yep. always been this way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when he has had somebody come ride with him, like if it was Zach or if it was Jeremy Martin or if it even is Hayden, like it is surprising that he's got anybody in, in his track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How does he look? I mean, obviously he was off this weekend, but is he, uh, you know, like how we always commented, oh, he looks like he's having fun. He's smiling. He's laughing and stuff. But like, he didn't seem so chipper at the last round I saw him at. Uh, yeah, I don't think that he's like as bubbly as he seemed last year when like got on the new bike before everything was the way it is this year. And we all even would just joke to each other like, damn, Eli looks super happy. Doesn't seem as much that way this year, but like it doesn't seem like he's dreading being at the races. Like it seems like he knows like, yo, this is probably one of the last few chances I get to go do it. I better go do mm-hmm. it and enjoy it. You know, what makes me wonder is like, he obviously had a great setup last year. He was winning the championship, won a bunch mm-hmm. of races. Why Why isn't he just riding the same bike? It's yeah. the same machine. It's completely unchanged for 24. Are they trying radical new things? or I don't know. Yeah. Like we said in that last one, there was a tire thing that we did kind of hear was the reasons for the first issues and all of that. And then who knows what they've changed. But like, A-Ray, you're... You're a racer. How many times were you on the same bike year to year, and you guys always wanted to make it just that little bit more better? Yeah, and you get lost in it. Yeah, you definitely. It's it's easy. You know, they're like, oh well, you know, there was, you know, my suspension was good last year, but you know, maybe we can try and clean it up a little bit. Maybe it did something like funky in one area, and you wanted to really like emphasize on that. But then you start testing and try to like get the bike better, but then you make that one spot better, but it makes everything else worse. You know what I mean? And there's, it's so easy to get lost in settings and testing and all that stuff. So it's like you're trying to, uh, you're trying to evolve with the motorcycle, but sometimes you just get lost. You know? I, I don't even want to start like a conspiracy theory or anything, but I wonder if he, after that Achilles injury, because he, I mean, we've all seen it. He didn't really make a mistake. It just happened. I wonder if they tried to maybe stiffen something up to prevent that from happening or prevent stuff like that from happening. And that, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know. Cause I asked sense. him like, even with his gear or prep, like, is he taping or anything? He goes, mm-hmm. Nope. I'm, really? all, I'm all well. I'm running a standard tech 10. Mm. Uh, it's like, did you have a special booty made for more support or something? And he says, no. Hmm. Like, I, I know that it, like he got ninth, right. And he got lapped. And even when he was getting lapped in those last few minutes, I was like, whoa, dude, I can't believe that he is about to get lapped. And then the guys that was with him and just some of the battles that he had through there. But then to think that like seven days prior to that, the last 12 minutes of the night at Anaheim too, he was ripping on Friday. He was the best guy. Ripping. Yeah. Dude, yeah, like he still got it. Like that's yeah. the thing about sometimes when people, especially that watch the races, like one guy that has a lot of wins has one bad one and everybody's so quick to write him off. It's like he didn't forget. Like there's just a lot of different variables that come into it. And like, Saturday wasn't that day. Like we know that Eli's had a few over his career and maybe one day, probably not, but maybe one day he'll come out and be like, well, this one was this and this one was this and this one was this because you know that he knows the reason that he had a bad day at every race he ever went to. Mm -hmm. Like he's got that shit cataloged and I'm sure he knows. And like, 
you just have to think one day a bad day is going to happen. I can think of times that I go to the races and I got a ton of work to do and I have a bad race and it's totally evident in the work on the website. Like happens to everybody. Yeah. Do you, um, ah, I completely blanked on what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like sometimes like, you know, the gate can drop and you like everything could be going, your bike could be working fine and everything, but you're just, it's just not your day. It's almost like there's a block. Like you want to twist the throttle and you want to go as fast as you want or as possible, but some days you just can't. And there's no way of explaining it. You just have an off day. Sometimes you just you just have an off day. You, nothing explains it. it. Just yeah. When he was on last week at H2, sorry Chase, but no, he was doing the full Eli moves. Like he was leaning his head into it when he was coming out of the corners and getting on the gas. He was harder on the gas than anybody was like he still got it he just didn't have it saturday we don't know why uh it could be the reason that you know is circulating on facebook because the suspension broke it could be what it says in the yamaha press release that the bike just set up wasn't uncomfortable because maybe the suspension broke but like there's a reason and we'll find out on saturday when we go to glendale which could be his biggest redemption moment of the season Mm -hmm. how fast he really is yeah How, how clipped do we think that this friend of johnny t is (laughs) <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> and oh, he yeah, was and clear. he is being named name named oh no <laughs> yeah 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 uh did you oh, anton did you see what happened to barsha that's what i was gonna say because he was ahead of eli and then the last lap he dropped obviously so he that's fell a, somewhere. That, that's another one where like guys on the same bike as last year and like if you read the press release from gas gas right now, it just says that they made a change before the main event and it wasn't what they wanted and it completely led to him losing the pace there at the end of it. Like Justin says that word for word, you know, not that quote, but he says that's what happened in the press release. So I think that's just another thing. And they've been open uh, again, the same platform that he rode last year and he was in love with it. And then he kind of fell out of love with it. And they're trying to rebuild that trust in the bike right now. And he's just doesn't have it. Yeah. I was wondering if he fell or something because he had just passed Tomac and then all of a sudden he was a couple positions back. I'll need to rewatch, but again, like in those last few minutes, and especially when the track is that quick, to see where they are, yeah. like Jet is coming around to lap them. So I know Barsha is right around where they are. Mm-hmm. And to try to set up for that finish line shot, like there's only one guy I got to pay attention to. <laughs> so if you yeah. fall in the last two laps, I don't know it. Yeah. 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 Like either way, anytime you get hurt and anytime that you're off the bike for that long, for both those guys, for Eli, for, for Barsha, anything. When you get back on your bike, it's not going to feel the same way that it did when you were riding every single day consistently, lap after lap after lap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Say, like, you're off the bike for, I don't know, three weeks, a month, two months, anything like that. The first day you get back on the bike, it's not going to feel the same way because you're not going the same spe- You're not going the same pace. You're not doing things the same. You might not think that you're compensating, but you might be, you know, like you are. So like everything's going to feel different. And I feel like some of these guys are making changes, you know, to compensate for that feel when, you know, and and that's where I feel like they might be getting lost, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, One thing that we do like to just to bring up, because I know it was getting talked about this week and it really led to Jets whole moto was his start. All the Hondas are ripping off the gate right now. Chance had a great start. Hunter had yeah. a great start in his heat race. Jet had two great starts. Like, they've got a dial right over to now. Joe. Yeah, that carries <laughs> over to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. dude, that that bike, like, 
halfway down the start straightaway and three of the four races that I was really paying attention to, they had a half a bike length on most of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. Jet, he made a pretty big mistake in a rhythm section. Yeah. He said he, he hit a leaning. fault. The shifter hit the rut. Oh, false neutral. False neutral. Okay. That's but, insane. So that happened. I was like, whoa. But beyond that, it seemed like typical textbook jet. Yeah. Out front, flowing, low effort, pulling away. Chase did kind of reel him in for a minute. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened with Chase. Like, I really do have to rewatch the 450 main again, super close. But then. Yeah, I mean, something may have happened to Chase or Jet may have gone, huh? And see, like, that yeah. could be it too, because for the 28, 29 laps that Jet was doing it, aside from those couple little mistakes, he was like pinpoint precision for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, oh, I want to ask you this, Anton. Did he get booed in Detroit? Not really. Like it was just his Anaheim. opening ceremonies, his opening ceremony started and it was kind of quiet, but opening ceremonies is something like important to talk about at this one too. Cause they brought Hayden out after, fuck, after Eli, after Ken, before jet, but before chase too, like chase was still last jet was before him. And then it was Hayden. So everybody was super hyped to see Hayden come out in opening mm -hmm. ceremonies. And he had a video. Well, that's, and then it you went know, into he's, jet. he's SMX and, champion. Yeah. And you dude, know. and it's Hayden. Like it's Hayden. Like it, I really have to say this carefully, but if you don't like the way that they're promoting the Lawrence brothers, Hayden is <laughs> gonna be just as big, and he has somebody in his camp that knows how to make him big. Like they're gonna work on that one too. So you're mm -hmm. about to see three superstars constantly in the uh, attention span. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, okay, to Jet's opening ceremonies thing, he came out, not really a big reception. I was waiting for the booze. The whole video starts, still not a lot. But then as soon as he stepped onto the stage, there were some cheers. It wasn't, like, overwhelmingly loud cheers, but he got some cheers. And then when he did his lap around, you could hear the cheers follow him around. So it wasn't like he got booed out, but it yeah. wasn't like he got a standing ovation. But it's, like, funny how, how, how fickle the fans are, right? Like, people cheered for Jet like crazy at Anaheim 1. You know, and then things changed. But like when just because he lost three races, right? People were like, oh, he's 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 not the guy anymore. But it's like we all knew that this performance at Detroit was just going to happen any second now. Right. But mm -hmm. yeah, like is he like were people stoked when he won? Did was was it like. I mean, if you're a Jet super fan, I could hear you being stoked because I could hear those kids screaming like yeah. the whole race. Yeah. Like the people that love Jet, really, really happy. And exactly what you just said, Don. Like it's just like we always see, and like it's just it's just the way the sport is. Yeah. All of that attention of like Jet's not the guy anymore. It's just getting directed to Eli right now. Give it yeah. three races after Eli gets a win or two of his fifty something, and everybody's going to be like, "Oh, so and so sucks now. It's this guy not doing this." Like it'll go in waves all the way through the year. Yeah. yeah. Real quick on the Hayden thing. I was watching the race with a couple of buddies and after the heat race, they interviewed him. And my one buddy goes, since when do they not interview? <laughs> since when do they inter interview second place for a heat race? And yeah, I was right. like, Oh, here it begins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a big topic like on Twitter and everything like that. Why are they interviewing Hayden? He got second, you know, yeah. like yeah. that kind of takes away from like, you know, winning a heat race at the same time. Like Anton said, it's NBC play. dog yeah. and it's NBC. It's NBC. Like, you don't Hayden think that they're going to talk to Brian Deegan's kid on NBC? Like, yeah. Travis Pastrana had a kid racing, and that kid got seventh. NBC would go talk to Travis Pastrana's seventh-place yeah. fishing kid because they know yeah. how important that is to that NBC Channel 5 demographic. So the uh, the opening ceremonies thing, 
if Hayden wasn't the defending SMX champion and they had him in the opening ceremonies as the only 250 guy in there, I would have... No, so they had the other 250 guys, like, as they have been. They had Anstey and they had somebody else, but Jet or Hayden had his own whole video, like, that they went out and shot him running around the stadium in a Jared Goff jersey, and, like, (laughs) they did it. And so, but, like, dude, it's... I hear so many people, especially guys who go to the races all the time, that are like, opening ceremony sucks now, and this is only watered down, and this, this, and this. Like, if, if that's what it's going to take, is Hayden being in opening ceremonies to make some more videos come in and make it feel more exciting, then you need to let it happen, because you've got to have to get that energy back somehow. You just can't be unhappy when it's the guy that they make it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm with you there. Like, I remember being a pro guy, like 2011. I would get dressed. 30 minutes early just to be in the stands to watch opening ceremonies. Yep. And I'm, I, dude, I'm not till 4:50 second heat, dude. Like I'm like, I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to watch opening ceremonies and like, I don't know. You I just wanted like, to go cheer like, for know, Wyndham. I did. Yeah, well, yeah. I was the biggest yeah. Wyndham fan. Oh my God. I remember, dude, 2012 Phoenix, Arizona, like K-Dub's like last, wherever, whenever he said like, yo, I'm retiring. I dude, I was in the stands. I was like, <laughs> it was like emotional and everything. I believe K-Dub's that. biggest fan, bro. <laughs> um, how did uh, how did uh, your boy Dylan Ferrandis do? Did he enjoy the ride? This he did weekend? good. Another another consistent ride, man. I mean, he's he's just consistent. You know, he's right there that five, six, seven range. You know, every weekend it seems like. And uh, yeah, no, we're stoked on him. Another good ride. Is he uh is he settling into his suspension thing, or are they still having the forks off every riding session? Um, I'm not sure uh, on that on that whole deal. I do know that uh, they did a. Um, I think they're they're running a different tire brand um, mm-hmm. this this past weekend. I think they're back uh, on Dunlops. Yeah. So um, you know the yeah. So him and Cullen both, I believe, uh, are going to be on Dunlops moving forward. Which bummer for Cullen because Cullen, you know, he got hurt um, this past weekend. And even before that, he had a rough night going, and he was doing everything he could to make the best of it because, I mean, he crashed in the first turn of the LCQ and still made the main. That was insane. Yeah. Cullen's a great rider. Like, Cullen doesn't get a lot of rider. attention, but that kid races anywhere, anytime. Doesn't matter who. Like, he goes to the races. I really, really respect that about Cullen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's a young kid, and he's not the smallest kid on the 250 either. And yeah. he he's freaking he trains his ass off. He's a hard worker, and he's a nice kid. And he'll race anywhere, like you said, Anton. And yeah, is, he, a big in, is he in O'Neill? No, he's in Moose. Yes. Moose. Oh, look at the two fifty guys, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, how's Cade doing, dude? Uh, I think he's all right. Yeah. <coughs> dude, that was nasty. Dude, dude twice in two weeks. Yeah, big front flip guy. Yeah. yeah, right. I wrote on his yeah. Instagram. Good thing you practiced that in the hills. <laughs> you had yeah. it down pat. That LCQ was Poor exciting guy. too, with uh, Robin and Norn shooting opposite directions. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Benny made it right out of the heat, didn't he? Yeah, but he yeah. didn't make it yeah. far in the far, main. Yeah, like but two still, laps, three laps. I but think. still, it's like he's back in the mains where he belongs. Yeah. Do we know? Did he just leave because his earlier crash, or did they have a bike issue? No, I think it was the earlier crash because, like, there was questionable if he was going to race the night show after that. But that all-white look, like, he had to get it out there on track with that white helmet, too. Dude, yeah. I'm stoked he, he wore the brown boots with that kit. 
because mm-hmm. Welton was wearing that new FXR kit, and I was like, dude, if you had the brown A stars, that would look so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, the four fifty race was it boring in person because Jet just ran away, or was was the Ken the Ken charge in the web charge? The web charge, seeing what Chase was doing, um, kind of kind of gauging Eli and seeing where he was at. Like there was enough other stuff to make it exciting, and like that does I I've said it so many times on this show. Like it makes it so frustrating to watch as a fan on TV again because you know those things are happening. You just need a minute to play through all of those, and they yeah. just it's a, it comes down to a manpower thing. They only have so many spotters. They only have so many cameras. Yeah, you're trying to. Gauge twenty two guys on the track at any point in time. Like it was never boring or anything like that. My attention just went from first place back to like fifth back. Yeah, yeah. but I, it I, does that quite often, actually. Yeah, I honestly was actually kind of impressed with the the little amount they showed Jet in the four fifty main. They they did a decent job this weekend on showing uh, really what like Anderson on? Anderson on AP and that battle, and then Roxon and Webb. It was okay. Yeah. We got to give yeah. bonus points to AP so that turn that sand turn before the finish line was pretty cool because everybody's wheels would pack up and then they hit the brake. AP had it down better than everybody up to hit the brake and then immediately hit the gas so it all spun out. Uh, yeah, so every photo of Aaron over the finish line is just a big sand whip turn. <laughs> That's yeah. sick. Yeah, those photos look cool. I love those, dude. <laughs> hey, was it uh, yeah. was it kind of lonely, or did you feel Prado's absence? because <laughs> he wasn't there i mean i really enjoyed watching him yeah uh, the first four no i mean honestly it felt normal because like he's one of a few guys that weren't there because vince wasn't there adam wasn't there yeah it was kind of that thing where you're like all right we're okay so those three guys starting to take were there, were there change with those three guys not there were there three new guys in the main yeah tristan lane, tristan lane uh, and, uh tristan lane was in the main who else I mean, uh, I mean, Mitchell Harrison. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's dude, unbelievable. That to... yeah, no, Mitchell is uh, Mitchell's on the PRMX team. Okay. Yeah, but do you think that Mitchell like was ejecting in free practice at San Diego a few weeks ago on the 450 trying to do the quad? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can see how it comes around in two weeks. Dude. <laughs> so is Vince just not going to the East Coast rounds? Yeah, Moto Concepts is doing all the West and selected East. So wherever the 250 guys go, Vince will go. Huh. So for they weren't they weren't there this weekend. I think they're going to choose three East Coast 450 rounds, and he'll be there. But then he's doing all of World Supercross and SMX Femix. It. He's trying to make it into. He's not really looking too hot in the sun. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> points for, for SMX. I think he should at least yeah. try and go to all the Supercross. Yeah. Dog. Don't even worry about that. Vince and three LCQs to make a 22 man main again main event gates. Bring it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. True. Dude, did he really comment? Oh my, my god. god! Best comment of the weekend, dude. That was unbelievable. Was that really his account? Yes, I went through and saw it was him. I'm gonna I can't call believe it. Can't see what Dude, that was so sick. <laughs> anyway, you see that? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> Dude. it's awesome. I yeah. thought it was Photoshopped at first. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. And uh, we have a special guest uh, calling in for the second half when we talk about 250s. It's going to be nutty. X-Brand Goggles was launched in 2008. And over the past two decades... They've earned a reputation as one of the elite eyewear choices in our sport. The newest offering, the Lucid Goggle, 
features an XDO injection molded lens for exceptional optical clarity, as well as superior protection against the massive roost that modern day four-stroke bikes throw. At Swap Moto Live, we love the Lucid goggle for its huge field of vision. Check them out at xbrand.com. That's eksbrand.com. If you're on the West Coast and you're looking for a one-stop shop, you need to visit the guys at STR Motorsports, formerly known as Shock Therapy Racing. With over 30 years of experience, your bike will be in great hands. Whether you're looking for a custom performance suspension revalve or just a basic rebuild, they've got you covered. STR also offers motor building services. Whether you need a stock engine rebuilt or a full-blown race motor, they're the place to go. Conveniently located in Wildemar, California, they're very close to Lake Elsinore and Paris Raceway. Additionally, they maintain a full stock of oils, tires, and tubes. They can get pretty much anything you need. Check them out at shocktherapysuspension.com. ASV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also a distributor of products like ODI Grips and the innovative Gate King Tailgate Adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Motor Race Series and their track site at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e-bike, every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the show. Guts Racing, the leaders in seat technology. Go to GutsRacing.com today and design your custom seat cover. 
We try to ship all custom seat covers within 36 business hours. We also offer free shipping to the lower 48 states. Once again, that's GutsRacing.com. Over the past 40 years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross riders. Athletes like RJ Hampshire, Kyle Chisholm, Axel Hodges, and Travis Pastrana all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. Check out EVS-Sports.com to gear up like the pros. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstarter Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, hey, last week... Uh, I went. I visited the guys at Bill's Pipes, who are coming on to the show, and coming on to the uh, podcast. But uh, they have had our 2024 Gas Gas MC65 for like oh, two weeks now. Forgot about that. Building yeah. the pipe. Um, we got to get it tested. First impression done. And uh, Humberto. Huh. Humberto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get it. we get that to oh, test man. it. Oh man. But uh, no, I'm actually gonna have the Wampler boys test it. You know. Uh, uh, Austin Wampler, the guy that they we did that cancer fundraiser for with the Stasic Grom Cross. I think, but so. he's got two kids, uh, and uh, we're gonna have them. They're two brothers, and so it'll be kind of cool to have them test. Are they it twins? No, they're they're separated, but they're both on sixty fives. Oh wow! But hopefully, with two brothers that young, they could talk and converse like a a, a bike test instead of just one kid going. I like it. It's good. <laughs> we should get RV's kids on there. That'd be. I sick. don't think they're riding sixty five yet. Are they? Yeah, I guess. Or so. are they? No, no, no. They're on Cobras. Yeah, yeah. But cobras. um, oh, Ira, your service is crap right now. Cricket. What? Huh? I can I can hear you guys. No, but yeah, you look like you're, you. you're you got the warning. wax paper filter on right now. Warning triangle. You got to pay that Cricket wireless bill. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when we get that back, we're gonna build that MC sixty five and. The guys at Race Tech are just frothing at the mouth to oh, yeah? do the fork and shock. I guess they have some kit for the forks that's supposed to be really good. Nice. I'm but, a, I got to go to a Race Tech. I got a blown fork seal. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got to take that. <laughs> Although, I don't know if you're supposed to take those forks <laughs> there. I wasn't going to mention that. but <laughs> I don't know about taking the, the kit forks and laying them open those up. But, but uh, yeah. Avery, has your, uh, has your contact called with the uh, 500 yet? Uh, no, not yet. I just know that the, that the suspension is there. I think they're waiting on a setting, but once, once they get all that, they get my, they got my size and weight and it should be, should be dialed in once I get Do it they have there. your updated weight? Yeah. I mean, it's in the ballpark. <laughs> hey, you look, you look fit in the video. Dude, you he did, was right? ripping in that KTM video. Yeah. Dude, hey, I still got it, bro. Fucking dude. Have you yeah, been still so. wet dreaming about that bike? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have actually. I have been been dreaming a lot about that motorcycle. It was a good one. It was definitely definitely fun to ride, for sure. So you yeah. liked it that much? I like those clips. Yeah, no, I did. I, that's probably the first KTM that I I really actually like hopped on and enjoyed riding. So props to those guys. The bike the bike was good. What about yeah. the red one? Yeah, I don't have much to say. I don't have that much fun on that one, no. That's a hurt, doesn't it, A-Ray? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know how loyal you are. Yeah, yeah, no. It definitely hurts. I mean, dude, the Yamaha the Yamaha's still good, you know. So are you really selling your Yamaha? I don't know. Each day, I'm just like, yeah. That friend of mine that was going to buy it, you lost that already. Why, because he delayed? He's delayed a couple weeks, yep. Plot. So, <laughs> Chase here has a uh, a back issue right now, but when he's spinal, 
when he's when he's uh, back on the bike, he's gonna take that thing out and see how he likes it. Because hopefully not whiskey dick. Yeah. So if he likes it, he's gonna have two bikes in his quiver this year. But I, oh. but I would say if he doesn't like, we well, might let it go to uh, Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks. Oh, go up that way. I'm into that. Huh? I'm into that. I meet you guys at LACR. You know what we need to do though? We need to put the Race Tech spring conversion in those forks because you were raving about that fork, right? But dude, there's still air forks in the spring. I, I wasn't raving about. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say. I, was I heard you said that just, those well, forks no, were better than <laughs> your Yamaha. I was forks yeah yeah i don't know i mean they just got the setting right you know stock version setting right I mean, it was good i mean I, but that's the thing i'm not gonna check the air every single time i go to ride oh so, come on you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna come outside and it's gonna be cold or something and then you know the front fender is gonna be touching the front and that front that doesn't happen it's not cowies in 2016 yeah or roxon's <laughs> bike at glen helen yeah <clears throat> um okay so we're just waiting for uh for, a special uh, guest. Special guest. You might want to text him and, and yeah, so that he knows he's supposed to text you. But uh, we're waiting for the special guest. But let's talk about the 250 East that started in Detroit, right? Um, coming in, there's all this news that Danger Boy has broken his navicular, had surgery on it. We've got like pretty solid confirmation that that happened. And then he comes into the preseason press conference. And Anton, you were in on that, right? What did he say? Just a sprain? <laughs> said he jammed it and sprained it really bad, and he took a week off. <laughs> oh, so what, what explains his the incision that's clear on <laughs> a lot of photos? Yeah, I didn't really? get that one either. I, 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 I didn't get that one either because, like, if you're building up this character, why wouldn't you just be like, yo, dude, I just am coming back from the gnarliest shit that any reason yeah. through. Watch me come do it. Like, I, But, you know, to each their own. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I think maybe maybe this is just some big plan because we're definitely talking about it. I think more than, I don't know. I think all of us are a little confused, and so we're bringing it up more than we would if we just knew. If, if they just oh no, I don't think that it's. I don't think there is like some ulterior motive. Like gotcha at the end. I just think that this was like <laughs> we're just gonna tell everybody. Surprise! It was broken. <laughs> Dude, yeah. What's that? What's that guy? Uh, freaking that comedian. He's already he's like gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah like yeah i don't know especially i don't like the interview the podium interview where he's like if if the fans only knew what us racers go through through the week yeah (laughs) like "Ah, okay yeah yeah definitely sounds yeah yeah we went through a a jammed wrist yeah no definitely (laughs) i will say this it does seem like he was very much more complimentary to other guys like even saying to cameron like cameron doing the race that he had and even some other stuff like because he yeah, Cameron, was that who beat him in the seat race? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very, like, you, I don't think that we would have seen that a year ago. Yeah. No, definitely not. How, what do you guys, yeah, uh, I, mean, I think, sorry, go ahead. I'll go ahead and chase. I was just going to say that if you guys watched time qualifying and you saw him get a little irritated with VL for turning in a burner behind him and then the the flip off in the main event. Yeah, who is he not, flipping off in the main? VL. VL, yeah. Who's him and VL, they have, like, some weird, like, not happy with hate right now. Yeah. <laughs> dude the time qualifying he was he was like throwing his hands up at him and everything <laughs> really yeah it was wow. interesting um how did he look anton all day like uh did it look like he was nursing an injury or was he sending it 
uh, on Friday press day, you would have thought that nothing was wrong because uh, he was revving and doing like different jump combinations. Might not have been bigger, but definitely much flashier than other guys were. A lot of revs, a lot of whips. Like he looked fine, and then he was fastest in the free practice. Uh, but then he dropped down to like eighth, and eighth or ninth when time qualifying started. So when it mattered, he did kind of drop back a little bit. But just watching him, like, you would never know that there was something wrong, like, that mm-hmm. he was hiding anything or riding tentatively. Like, he was just as aggressive as he's ever been. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. had, he had a brace on, right? Was, what kind yeah, of... Mobius brace. Yeah. Mobius brace, yeah. yeah. That can't feel good, dude. <clears throat> that track, just riding in general, but that track with that type of injury. Mm-hmm. Oof. See, and I yeah. wonder, too, like, if, because I asked Romano on Friday, like, you know, you guys have this layout down at the compound. How is it? I wonder if that even helps too. Like, hey, look, I know how I can get around this. Like, I've already probably ridden on this track, so I know how I can just manage a 15-minute moto. Even though the bars were bent, like, he knew how to get through the day. It wasn't like it was some un- unknown variable thrown at him. Yes, yeah. yes and no, because, like, the track form totally still different. different from, and they're yeah, peakier. Totally yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, totally different than what they practice on. You know, like, what they practice on every day, they're skimming the whoops. This one, they were mainly jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, the ruts were a big factor of the race this weekend, you know, like the track broke down differently. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess like, yeah, same synchronized. Just to know you can do it. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like when the track gets super beat up like that, right. And what's going to be the most painful for him, like with, with his wrist injury is say like after the finish line where you jump that double into that turn. But when you jump and land, it's like that soft pocket to where there's like breaking bumps right before like the, the corner. That's going to be the most painful spot right there. Whenever you're landing in the breaking bumps and it's super harsh, that's going to be like the main area that I think is going to be tough on him. How about riding at it with an angle like that for so long? Oh. Dude, how? Seriously. Really? Dude. Really? Okay. I think like... things like that would hurt a lot just because you're just constantly flexing it. <laughs> I can't even throttle. imagine. Like, was he doing <laughs> – the obstacles and the whoops and everything on offs with his bars like that. Yeah. I think he was, just I mean, he wasn't doing like the big stuff, but yeah. he was doing it. I mean, he got all the way through the race. That's gnarly. And he was never a hazard. Like he was never a hazard. You've seen some guys like try to ride a weeded bike and just limp at home and they can't do it. He was never that way. Dude. Wow. I just remember like a picture of uh Magoo riding like that. You don't know who that is. Danny nope. Magoo Chandler. His bars are like that, and then someone just posted a picture of Mark Barnett racing like that. But you know who would have been really good? Who? Benny, Raphael, from the Harley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but I just can't even imagine. Like, Dude. and it was the throttle side, right? And yeah, throttle and brake. I, I don't know. Even going back to that, the more that we talk, like to the red flag thing and the bars being bit, even if they did have the chance to fix those out, think about how much stuff is on those bars now. Oh, uh, dude. Switches, electric <laughs> starter, kill switches, clutch, lever, all that stuff. Like, there's so much. Yeah, there's no Dude, swap one. bars in three minutes. Swap bars in three minutes. It'd be nuts. Dude, I don't think they could. Yeah, and you'd be like, you'd be trying real fast, mm-hmm. and you drop that little screw. Dude. Yeah, no way. No way. What but, do you guys, um, what do you guys think about the Triumph debut? I think the bikes looked really good and swole looked really, really good. Wait till you see it in person. Yeah, I am excited. I saw a, a picture of you took a picture of the, the, the bars story? cranked and you uh-huh. could see the frame welds. Dude, those welds in the frame are beautiful. Really? Yeah, like usually we don't get the prettiest welds on, on dirt bikes, but 
It, it looks nice. There's a lot of one-off parts on that thing. Airbox yeah. is very specially made. Like they're definitely making a big, big push on all of this all the way across the board. This is not just some like we're gonna buy somebody else's bike and throw our logo on it. Like they have researched that thing like no other. Mm -hmm. uh, I told Don this story because it happened on Friday. But if you rewatch the news break, I interviewed Travis Sewells, who's Jalik's mechanic now. Yep. And the whole time, there's just this guy that I had never seen. He looks a lot like Jason Wygant in a Triumph jacket, <laughs> just hovering yeah. the whole time as I'm interviewing Sewells. And I was uh, completely unaware of it as I was interviewing Travis. But as I rewatched the video, you can see that this guy is ready to jump into the interview and clip me at any point in time uh -huh. if I start asking technical stuff about the bike. Turns out he's the lead engineer for the project. Yeah, he's a. So, oh, wow. I think they interviewed the him. They interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, and he was just staring at the ground the whole interview and not blinking. But yes, <laughs> well, maybe he was waiting but, in to to add information that Souls didn't have. Yeah, see, now that I know that, maybe I should have asked, like, hey, man, do you got anything to contribute here? Like, this airbox is sick looking, or the front, dude, even just looking at where the grip tape is and the way the things are colored, the bikes look great. And yeah, they look yeah. really good. Bobby did, an, Bobby and the whole team did an amazing job on all of it. Like, it's a brand new truck, it's a brand new trailer, everything's built to spec. Like, there is complete yeah. fit and finish on everything. Like, it is a legit full factory team, just like everybody else's is. Um, our guest is That's ready. Cool. Ah. Okay, well, uh, we're going to uh, call in our, our guest right now. So uh, we have Cameron McAdoo join the show. On the phone, we have Cameron McAdoo. And uh, Cam, awesome performance in that heat race. And I think uh, you probably felt like everything was rolling along just as they should. How, how was it to get back to racing? Uh, I mean, yeah, for starters, it was great to just be back in the stadium, be back with the fans and just be back racing in general. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time for me. And, um, I had some struggles throughout the day in practice. Um, and I really was like just very uncomfortable all day, but I kind of always am a little uncomfortable in practice, to be honest. I've never really been a like qualifying guy, mm -hmm. but I was even a little bit further off than I usually am. So I was, a little bit bummed on that um struggling with some of my own um issues anyway but then to be able to go kind of just make it happen in the heat race and and uh turn it around after we made some big decisions on the bike too in between practice and and uh the heat race that were i you know just kind of put my trust in the guys of the team to make a decision uh based on some stuff i was feeling and it paid off which was which was really cool so it felt really good to get that heat race win, honestly. And I mean, a heat, it's just a heat race win, you know? So sometimes it's, it's usually it's like whatever. And I shouldn't even say that. I, I don't want to like downplay any part of, you know, what we're doing, but um, that one felt better than other heat races have, I guess, just mm -hmm. because I was so far off and I haven't raced in so long and just all the things. So that was nice. And then, um, yeah, I was excited for the main, you know, going to the main with first gate pick and it was, um, it was all rolling pretty good and, <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah. Hey, before so. we get to the good stuff, right. <laughs> um, I think you were slated to ride West coast, right. And then something happened and you rode East. No, You're always supposed to ride. No, East? I wasn't, I wasn't slated to ride the West coast. It was, we don't really know where we're going <laughs> to yeah, race until, until, <laughs> until, and that's like, that's very true. Too. Yeah. I think some people, some people think that like 
kind of they tell us and we just keep it low key. Like I, I genuinely have no idea until, you know, right around Christmas time usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just the straight up truth. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was riding well every, like, you know, I had a really good off season going in and, um, I know kind of where you were going with that. I did have an injury early on in, in, uh, December. Mm-hmm. I separated my collarbone off my sternum mm-hmm. and, um, had a, some pretty bad contusions on my scapula and kind of crushed it and had some bone bleeding on there. So, um, I had right around six weeks off the bike, uh, December into January. So that was obviously not part of the plan and kind of was a, a pretty important six weeks that I missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was, I've been back on the bike for just over two weeks wow. prior to racing. And, and so I've, you know, luckily I had spent, I had a lot of laps and I had some pretty quality work done prior to that. And mm-hmm. I kind of always continually do as much as I can. And I think that's kind of those times are when it pays off when, um, unexpected things come up and happen because at no point as a, you know, motocross or supercross racer, are you not going to have unexpected things come up? Yeah. Yeah. We we were talking about, uh, danger boy Deegan, you know, like everyone said, he broke his, his uh, navicular had surgery. Then he came on the press conference and said, Oh no, it was just a sprain. Like riders at the top level, like yourself. Uh, what is the strategy behind hiding an injury? Because you kept it really um, quiet and you posted on your social as if you were out there riding, you know, to be honest, um, I didn't, I, I think we all have different, different ways of going about it. And I truly, my goal wasn't to, um, ever hide what happened, my injury. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was pretty public throughout our industry. Um, you know, Mathis, I know he posted right about it right away and he asked me about it and I was like, yeah, it's, it's real, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when it happened, I kind of had a timeline of what the recovery was looking like on it. And it was, you know, that four to six weeks. And I was like, man, like I'm going to race East coast now. I'm going to be back riding before, like, there's really no, I I didn't feel that it was something I needed to just shine light on publicly to like all my fans to be like, Hey guys, guess what? I got hurt. (laughs) Um, just, just because I didn't want to have. Um, I, I never want to be like an excuse guy. I don't want to be like, Hey, I'm coming into the first round with less preparation. So like, give me a break if I don't do well, yeah. I don't want to have that as a, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be as prepared as I can be. So on. Um, so I wasn't hiding the injury and even like going into the press conference, I wasn't, if they would have asked me about it, you know, I I've been completely transparent to any media who's asked me about it, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. And I do know that some people have, you know, kind of a different, different way of going about it. And I, I understand that too. I think sometimes, um, maybe hiding an injury, if you're going to be racing is some people feel that it might be beneficial to not let your competition get maybe a, a mental edge on you or, um, to be honest, even also it's, it's kind of the way that social media is and the way that I guess some of us are as people, um, you get so much criticism for an injury and it like a lot of times, especially in my case, which 
this doesn't really affect me, to be honest. I have, I guess, um, confidence in myself as a person. Yeah. But, like, I've had enough injuries in a row that it's like, oh, this guy again injured, you know, and, like, they, they degrade you for it. So I, I could see why some people might not want to hear what the public has to say about them mm-hmm. and take it on a personal level. So, you know, maybe just hide it in that form mm-hmm. because, you know, people who just ride dirt bikes um, recreationally sometimes have an opinion on a professional who's, you know, competing at the very highest level and, and putting every single day of their life into it when they have a, have an injury. So I think that there's multiple things that line up and multiple reasons why that does happen. Um, but I wish it was maybe a little bit different. I wish that us as riders could be more comfortable mm-hmm. uh, being super transparent. I think, um, yeah. So, but in my case, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I, I talked to Jason Thomas before my heat race interview and I was like, yeah, Hey, I know, you know, about my shoulder, um, anything that you have to ask about that, I'm totally okay with answering any questions mm-hmm. like that. I, I, there's nothing I got to hide here. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. So, so you've always been, uh, uh, very public, not hiding anything. And that was certainly the case. <laughs> After the first turn crash, <laughs> do you want to walk us through that yeah. a little bit, Cam? Because, like, man, Anton has a story about it. He was shooting the first turn, but um, I know I know you said it was handlebars that got you, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I am. Uh, I guess I'm a pretty transparent guy anyway. And actually, even, even though <laughs> pretty public, um, yeah, even though you know um, I'm pretty active socially and my wife Maddie that's what she does for a living is like social and sharing our life and stuff there's a lot that we are very private about too like we you know we're we're very private about a lot of our personal life mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was funny we were talking and I was like wow for like for how private we are um I'm very public now like every, yeah. every bit yeah. everything is public <laughs> I mean that was a big decision that I had to make too. It was kind of, I guess, yeah, cleaned out. And then when the whole, you know, crash happened, like when you get in a start crash like that, it's just, it's just madness until you, everything stops and you land. So I land and I go to get back up to go to my bike. And obviously I feel something not right. So I look down and I'm like, what? That can't be, that can't be for real. So I'm like, obviously my first thing is my, my first goal is like operation to get myself, you know, right before I start figuring something out. And I, I tried that and it just didn't work. Like it, it wasn't going, <laughs> you, you couldn't give it the, going away. You couldn't so give it a ton. I'm like, well, yeah. So I'm like, I have a big decision to make here right now. Uh, I either go back to the mechanics area or I spend 15 minutes, you know, in front of 30 or however many thousand people and everyone on the TV like this. And Obviously, you guys know the decision I made. Um, I felt that it was, I needed a race. <laughs> this hey, is my hey, job, so. Good on you, too, dude, because uh, I don't have that type of sexual confidence. You know, like, I, 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 back. I, really, I was, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I was, you know, that was kind of the least of my worries in that situation, I guess. And I was, I don't know, I'm a pretty, I'm also like, you know, we all know what we've got, I guess. 
it's all the same. We all know if what we you all got now. Eighth, if, I mean, we, if we all have gone through eighth grade, we've gone through sex education, so we know what they look like. Was this know. a <laughs> was this a, a mind game you're playing with everybody? Like now he's like, damn, he's got the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I I wanted I I want absolutely nothing to do with what happened. I I definitely. Um, I'm not stoked that that happened, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, if I if I could erase it all, I I certainly would. Um, but I guess it was kind of something that I knew once I got off the track. I was like, well, if I try to take the option of trying to bury this, um, I think that everyone's going to grab onto it, maybe in a negative way. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it could. And so I'm like, I have to like just embrace this and make it funny and. And everyone kind of knows me and the way I, the way I work, I'm, I'm a very straight laced, straight edge guy. Um, you know, I, I do pretty much everything by the book. I'm not a big like jokester publicly or, you know, post funny stuff or I, I just kind of am sometimes strictly business mm-hmm. almost maybe to a fault. Yeah. So it was certainly out of my wheelhouse to, even post about it with like a funny song on it, but I was yeah. like, man, I just have to. It's like it's <laughs> one of those things where, um, if you if you don't like, like at the end of the day, like we got to have some fun. Yeah, and yeah. This was a a perfect opportunity. Like, uh, I guess, um, yeah, to make light out of a terrible situation. And I guess what I'm what I mean by a terrible situation is that I ended up in a first turn crash at the first race, and by the time I got my bikes unhooked from another bike i was a lap down and i i was only able to get 15th on the night so mm-hmm. like that was i mean that's a thing for me I, I work day in and day out my whole team does like you know that's a that's a huge hit and it, it means a ton but yeah i can't just hang my head on it you know yeah. so hey so you, you said well you, you said the bars got you in the nuts and like gave you an abrasion right so like did the bars smash you in the nuts? Were you just like, oh, like, you know, when you get kicked there? Yeah, no. I think what happened based on the video is like when I got hit by that, when the other bike hit me, it pretty much took my bike out from underneath me. Um, and then I went kind of flying across the top of my bike and yeah, the bars bike. caught it while I was flying across. So I think the bars caught my pants while I was flying across and ripped them open. Um, yeah, I got got me a little bit but i was like i'm okay i was obviously pretty sore afterwards just from you know riding a dirt bike like that but yeah, yeah. did it you had to have rode differently right like how many sack taps did you yeah take? yeah i mean i i i definitely had to do a lot of stuff different yeah no seat bouncing um, what's that could you seat bounce or were you sitting on your nose? oh yeah yeah oh. seat bounce no stress Dude. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Were you just riding Fuck. going, I cannot believe my my Franken beans are flapping around <laughs> right now? <laughs> to be honest, no. I was riding thinking, like, I can't believe this happened. Like, I wonder where I'm at. I wonder what guys I can unlap. Like, I can unlap myself and You're maybe lap someone back and yeah. get positions. All I cared about was racing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, that, and who knows at the end of the SMX series, you know those points that you do, you did get, maybe they'll, you know, I mean anything can happen at this point, and and yeah. maybe that'll all pay off, you know. Yeah, even they at say, the end of the Supercross series, there's at 
you know, nothing mm-hmm. says that we can't make it happen. Yeah. yeah. They so, say you win a championship yeah. on your worst nights. Yeah. Right. Yep. So we got seven points. That's what we got. Go. Dude, did the gripper seat cover rub you raw? Uh, nope, I'm dialed. You didn't notice anything other than a breeze? No, yeah, I mean, I noticed a lot of things, but I'm just kind of <laughs> like, I'm trying to just kind of like, you know, Forget I guess I'm, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse with it, I guess, to hey, be honest. Hey, when you're down, yeah. when you go down in a, in a first turn at the beginning of the season like that, uh, obviously it's it's extremely frustrating, but was there any bit of like relief when you see other title contenders down with you? Um, like hindsight on it, when I look back, I'm like, and obviously it doesn't make me bummed that like the, the guys who I felt were going to be the top, you know, three, four or five guys that I was going to race against, um, mm-hmm. you know, a handful of them were there, yeah. but, um, I guess I just I lock in so much to what I'm doing. I'm really not worried about who's where. The only person I was aware of that was down was uh, Seth, mm-hmm. and the only reason of that was because my bike was completely locked together with his, and we were like fully operation figure out how to get our bikes apart. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, once my bike got going and I started riding, I I had no clue who was down what was going on, who was in what position. I was just, just trying to race. Yeah. Yeah. So now, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot, a lot happens in a short amount of time racing. <laughs> hey, the, uh, the Mac, butt logo you have, is that yeah. or, or the cam? Is that a play on the Mac tools logo? Um, no, not really. Because I, I think the Mac know. Tools is opposite of that, right? And Mac is opposite of Cam. Mine, yeah, I, I don't even know what came up with the Cam Mac deal. I think it was just someone at like when I, maybe when I wore like shift gear, mm-hmm. which was Fox, was with shift when I was at Geico. Mm-hmm. And I think they just kind of held on to it. But um, yeah, we've got. We've got some different ones. Do you have, that we've do you have any kind of bounce around with. like on this whole? You got to embrace it thing and make the most of it. Do you have any good butt patch ideas yet for the next round? Um, I'll see you guys in Dallas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, yeah. Mike, you, you guys Mike at Roy says uh, Mike at Roy says an eggplant emoji. <laughs> I, I said uh, the buccaneer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Interesting night for me for sure, but oh, I'm man. just excited to move on and keep racing. Yeah. Uh, yep. You've got uh, two weeks off, three weeks off before yeah, the Yeah, we have three weeks, two weekends off now. How happy are you with where you are at this point? The bike, your riding. Um, obviously, it's a good opportunity for you to make up for that time you lost while you're injured. Yeah, um, the two weeks or the three weeks is definitely going to be beneficial for me. Um, I obviously was kind of a little bit what I felt like behind the eight ball and didn't have enough time back on the bike for the first race. And um, it'll be nice to be able to use that time to continue working with some progress with my health and um, 
kind of banged my knee up a little bit when I crashed in the first turn too. So that's going to be helpful to get me back, you know, back mm-hmm. strong. And, and um, I'm just excited to keep racing. Even if we didn't have the three weeks off, I, I'm, I'm enjoying being back at the races. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, man, we're, uh, we're all glad that things were not worse. And we're glad that things didn't happen after you resumed the race. And uh, we all wish you the best of luck at the next round. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for taking some time out of your busy morning of errands. Be careful driving out there in this crazy California rain. Uh, yep no problem i know you said you're an experienced iowan driver <laughs> yeah as opposed to no the california weenies so uh hey, yeah Cameron, I, was, I was driving i was driving to school in like six inches of snow on a school permit when i was like 15 so i'm, I'm good nice all right well hey thanks for uh thanks for calling in cameron and uh we'll see you soon no problem good chats guys thanks cam so that was super cool of uh cameron to call in and talk about that a little bit but it seemed like he didn't want to joke about it too much for a guy that <laughs> said he embraced the situation and made the most out of it um it was he was a little less uh open to joking around but anton can we say yeah yeah, yeah let's like, hear your yeah. side so so yeah uh i was standing right by the podium like right by the first turn because everybody else stood at the apex of the turn which is like you know the firing line uh, when everybody comes in. So then I see the crash happen. I just see two cowies on top of each other, all the other chaos. I didn't know who all went down, but then I saw these two PC guys and matching Fox kits and like one guy's trying to pick up a bike and the other guy's like trying to help pick up the bike, but then he would stop and like fix himself. And then he'd help out again and stop and like a lot of back and forth. Like he would more concerned about himself than helping get the motorcycles going and then once he finally got the motorcycles going, there's a photographer standing next to me, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's Cameron's dick. Cameron's dick is out." And, I was like, <laughs> and he shows us his video monitor on his camera, and you just see like Cameron stand up, and it just woof, like just falls out. And we're just like, "Yo, dude, me and Casey Davis were like leaning on each other because we were laughing so hard." And then everyone that was in that same 15 square feet all saw the same stuff. So that was the entire moto was every photographer. Like, do you get a photo of Cameron like that? Like, you know, you're gonna, you know, later, like when you go to look through them, but then at the same time too, like, how is this, like, how is this whole thing happening? And then the more that I thought about it as the race went on, like, because all the questions you asked on, like gripper seat cover, seat bouncing stuff. Dude, he had to be sitting on his nuts. Like oh, dude, going to like, going to the whoops. So. Yeah. Like, again, like I hate like if he's trying to like move past it. Like, sorry, dude, but we just gotta talk about it. <laughs> Your shit was already like bruised up. Like yeah, within minutes of that, and people saw that, and like that really did put the severity of like, wow, he's really still out there doing it, getting chewed up by a gripper seat cover, jumping in the air like that. Like for a second, I thought he had like gas on him, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. I would much, much, much rather have my stuff out like that than have gas on it a hundred times over, I think. Uh, And then where it all happened at, like this is the thing that caught me up the most. He crashes in that first turn. So you already have all of the nerves of like, it's my first race of the year. I'm a title contender. Oh my God, it's all going away. The tunnel to lead everybody in and out rams all of that air right into the first turn so he's getting hit with the coldest air of the stadium right in the first turn so like he instantly had to know something was up 
It's yeah. unbelievable Cameron did it. So hilarious. I am more surprised that this hasn't gotten more like mainstream attention coverage. I'm surprised it's not on like TMZ sports or all this other stuff. Yeah. But like, I don't know how, like, how does the series go about that? Because, yeah. Well, well, the funny like, no thing is they, they had no idea on TV. They yeah. You can no see it on, on TV. Book. Huh? You can see it all on TV. Oh, you can see it all. On like TV. the first yeah. turn in the pileup, you see Cameron get up, reach for his bike and go, Oh, and you just see it there. And then Seth grabs his bike, and then he's like, "Uh," and Cameron just gets on the bike. <laughs> Dude, and then even how he got going, like, Seth's bike is still on the ground, and he just rode over it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that boy is ready to go. Yeah. And I was surprised he did that many laps, because, but then again, like, what else could he do? Like, you're going to come in and then have a goggle bag, like, drawstringed over it to keep you going? Like, what would you do? <laughs> I think I would try it's and grab bag. it and put it, I'd undo my waist thing and grab it and tuck it up. I don't know, I don't know like the the, fo- the photo of like him just going through the corner with the, the meat just like there. Like there's there's no there's no way that you could have just set it there. The no. the whoops the whoops off the back end like oh my god yeah 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 I, I just feel like yeah it was just set up. For, I mean props to him like championship or not I would I wrote it back to the truck like yeah no. Or I, maybe he could have untucked his jersey. No, that wouldn't help though. I don't know. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like kids, like women, all up in that in that stadium. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, man. I'm yeah. Out. I wonder if any of the fans noticed. Like, you know. Okay, so w- looking back, you went back and watched the broadcast, and you could see it on there. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I had but, to rewatch it to to type the race report yesterday. Last because night. you know I was driving home from LA County, so we had Peacock on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Super safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. But I mean, I I didn't know anything. All I know is that we're watching the main, and uh, text comes through from Anton. McAdoo's dick is out. Yeah. I think I knew to look for it, but I mean, I I am certain the TV camera knew once they saw that first turn thing because he was maybe the only writer that was in that pileup that they did not film or feature their entire yeah. moment. Like they knew so, to stay away. If they did, as far as like the TV guys, the word never reached high up to like the production guys, like JT knew being on the floor, but like right. Wygan didn't know until right. the end of the night. So like even <laughs> in the photo, Jen, Jason was seeing all the photos of it happening for the first time. Wow. Uh, but then even all the other writers like wanted to hear about it. Jalik was telling us a story that after the race was over, they're in the mechanics area and Cameron rides up to him and he has his hand over it and he's like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And he just takes his hand off and then just, there it is. And Jalik's <laughs> like, Whoa. So like everybody knew, uh, yeah, everybody knew it was, it was wild. I don't know if fans saw, like I I'm sure somebody did and everything like that, but it was okay. We know stuff happens at the races and like, how does, word spread about that stuff this is one of those times where like something happened at the races and i saw who knew and who didn't knew and how it all just transpired everywhere and it was wild wow yeah yeah nuts 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 (laughs) Nuts. yeah hey good for cameron good for dude yeah good for him and good for maddie good job guys (laughs) yeah dang all right aside from the nuts though I feel like we still have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, dude, I can't use the phone to see what our picks were last week because my phone's down there doing FaceTime. But oh, oh, crap. But like, Forkner winning didn't surprise me at all. No. Nope. But like, I'm shocked at the amount of anti-Forkner comments on YouTube and oh, really? social. Like, oh yeah, 
he wins. He's so happy he wins, but everyone was down the first turn or like, you know, uh-huh. soak in that win because you're going to get hurt at the next round and be out. I wonder how many is, is Deegan Army, though. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I feel know. like. I was super, yeah, I, I was super stoked for. Orca. Yeah. He needed that. I think yeah. Austin, it's been so long. He's kind of come become the underdog again. So I feel like there's a lot of a lot of like support, honestly, just on his social stuff throughout the week, maybe yeah. before the season. Yeah, I, I personally can't wait to like I said it a couple times by now. I can't wait to see him and Hayden because that yeah. is two like ultimate alpha males. Like, yeah, you think anything Hayden's doing right now, Austin hasn't already done and went through and learned from and all that stuff, and they'll figure it out. Uh, I was really psyched for Austin, but I, I agree with you, Don. There are quite a few people that don't expect him to to do anything. Like I had people telling me on Saturday night, like, "Oh, he won't win the main," and it's like, "No, oh, dude, wow. he for damn fast all day." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I don't know. I'm stoked for him. I think yeah. I think uh I think he's changed too. Like his his whole personality. Persona. Yeah. Like when we talked to him and stuff, he's much more mature now. Mm-hmm. I know he's working with Rhino. He's working with Charles Dow. So he's got a good support group. And uh he's pretty funny, like to talk to him about what he does with Rhino and everything. And he goes, Yeah, I, I enjoy what he sees in me and what he tells me. And I was like, Has he told you to drink your own piss or anything? And he laughed and he goes, I'm surprised he hasn't. But, you know, he's he's made conscious decisions to make himself more consistent, mm-hmm. less prone to crashing, et cetera. So. Two things about that, because I agree with you, Don. Like, in the long run of the season, he's the only guy that's done it. He's the only guy that was one race away from being a champion and then to have it taken away in 2019. So, like, he's racing a lot of young kids, a lot of rookies, a lot of guys still going through changes. Austin is the only dude that figures out how to do it. And... When you interview him, everything that you just said about why he does the things that he does, the kid's a lot smarter than I think people give him credit for, and he's way more introspective and analytical. Like, he even knows why people don't like him. Like, hey, I I said a bunch of dumb stuff back in the day, but this is the way I am. Like, I can only move on and grow from it. Mm -hmm. He's not a dumb kid, and I think, like, as he gets older, he'll get much, much better. What I think will be interesting is if he wins this title – what does happen with that Kawasaki spot? What happens yep. with this Cowie deal? Because you see the position Adam's in, and I hope all the best for Adam and that he's back on the track soon. But then you have this Prado element mm-hmm. getting brought in, and then you have Austin that's at his career peak again. And so what do they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And I, and I think, like, all these changes that he made moving from, you know, Oklahoma to California last year and, you know, leaving Raynards and working with Rhino, we weren't able to see it, obviously, because he got – hurt last year at the first round so now i think he has another year under his belt with working with these guys and really like getting comfortable with this program i think that you know it's just all starting to starting to click for him which is cool you know so mm-hmm. it's just it's just cool to see like whenever someone makes that big of a change you never know what's you know like it's good or if it's bad or if anything is uh you know it's if it's going to work until you go racing and last year he wasn't able to to showcase any of it, obviously, because yeah. he got hurt at the first round. So now I guess we're seeing, you know, what, what those changes that he made, you know, it, you know, they're working out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, uh, a lot of the negative comments and stuff were like, ah, dude, you can't even go down the start straight away or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's, that's such internet warrior bullshit, right? Yeah. Cause that was completely well, I mean, out of his control. Yeah. Like, I mean, even, even Saturday night, you know, we could have seen, same thing happened to Hayden Deegan. He was caught up in that first turn pileup, yeah. you know? Hey, so one of those that crash. Race 
you know, I watched that crash over and over. Who? Vial and Hamaker got tangled. Yeah. Hamaker shot into McAdoo and with Vial too. And that, that's. Yeah. But Vial got punted. Yeah. Off mm-hmm. his bike and his body caused like a bunch of other people to crash. Yeah, Ferry. Um, but is that why Deegan was giving him the finger then? I don't I think that was part of it, but they had yeah. been, that had already been kind of brewing all day. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that there was some initial, like, oh, VL started this. And, like, Avery, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Like, because I personally just think it's a racing incident. Like, is somebody at fault? I mean, a little bit because it's their bike that started it. But, I mean, Seth's handlebars are in Tom's stomach, you know, as yeah. they go into the first yeah. turn. So, like, it's inevitable. Like, it's nothing that Seth did out of control. It's just the body positioning thing. And then if, if Tom keeps going, it's going to get ripped out of his hand anyway, and that's what shoots him right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, it's just it's just pure racing incidents. I think, like, off the start, it happened so quick. I mean, like, you've seen it at freaking, where, where were we, Melbourne? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, barns get locked, and there's nothing you can do. You know, it's just it's just race incident. You know, somebody goes left, some guy goes right, tangle bars, and then at that point, it's like, fucking, here we go, you know? And then on all of it, too, Hayden, like, that was the only thing that got Hayden. Like, his jump was okay, but then yeah. Jackson and Nick both pinched him off, so mm-hmm. he was going into a corner with two bikes already ahead of him. Like, his options were pretty limited as far as everybody else having track position on him. Like, that was the start, man, and yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but I know we have to talk about it. It's bummer for Jet Reynolds, right? Like, Oh, oh dude. dude. Got it. Got it. Got it. Like, like, I know people are going to talk. I know people are going to say things that are mean and everything like that because that's just the world we live in nowadays. But, dude, like, straight up bummer. Like, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, so he, uh, hopefully he's all good for Arlington. He posted something the, on today or on social today. So, and the team sent out that it's an AC separation. So on his shoulder, it's not the collarbone break that was going around on Saturday. But I mean, oh, he okay, crashed. Good. He crashed in the same spot that Hammaker crashed at in that practice, and oh. then. Cause he was in B group. And so when Tom Jurnett came in and was like, dude, they're, they're just carted, uh, you know, jet Reynolds off the track again. Like everybody in the photo den was bummed because we wanted to see jet do good. You know, we know he's been doing the work just as much as anybody has. Mm-hmm. And so for him to have that kind of start to the season is pretty bad, but it's good to know that he'll be back. Yeah. Was that free round. practice? Free practice. Wow. No, it was, was it free practice? It wasn't. Yeah, on, it was free. yeah. It wasn't the session oh, on race day. It was first one. Yeah. Because he didn't start or line up for the first qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Between yeah. that and his press day thing when he made his pro debut. Yeah, it's been rough. Dude, tough weekend for club all around, too, mm-hmm. because, like, J-Mart, like... That was dude, nasty. Sickening. Dude, sickening. Like, that... I was standing um at the end of the whoops, so I saw him crash, but I didn't see how everything happened, and ANC was behind him, and I was afraid that Max ran over him. Um, And then, honestly, I kind of wish that Max maybe did, because that was just... You don't ever want to see somebody basketball their head off a whoop no, like that. that yeah. That's the ultimate worst thing. Like it makes your stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Cody Shock was the bright spot for the club. <laughs> yeah, yep. dude. I, I mean, um, I, th- I kind of said it on my little O'Neill uh, inside SML that I think this is the best equipment he's ever been on, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really, really good this year for sure. He, he may be lucked into. A fourth place spot. I mean, but he started there and sat there all. Yeah, he got a good long. start. Mm-hmm. And he missed yeah. the pileup. Yeah. Yeah. How weird is it that sixty nine has been on club two, two years in a row? <laughs> I know. And then their numbers are all interchangeable. <laughs> right. The thirty six and everything. Yep. Yep. 
you know, and I was even thinking about it yesterday as I flew home, like such a good deal for Cody. Cause we know Cody rips. Mm-hmm. I, like Chase, think about the first time you met him when he got to ride that boys in two stroke. <laughs> That's the first time you meet just some little yeah. fast kid from the East coast. And then you see the jumps he does at Kahia and all that. Like he's got the speed. It's just a matter of everything lining up on the right time on the right day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Do we see, do we see uh club MX getting some more support here in the future? I think maybe like you know. I think next year, I think like the forty three guys at Star take up all the Yamaha budgets, <laughs> don't they? Might not be from. I don't know. I'd like to see what happens with them and Yamaha and, and Ducati in the future because there's. Yeah. I know that they're a player in contention for getting that new thing, and that would be great mm-hmm. for them. But at the same time, too, there's a lot of stuff that they can do with Yamaha. Um, they built a big, big relationship up with them to make club a destination for you to come ride a Yamaha motorcycle at. So there's mm-hmm. more stuff in play than just how many blue bikes do they put on the track. Yeah. Yep. I assume they're um, going back to Phil's thing a couple of weeks ago. I assume Yamaha's helping out with the, the transmission stuff, right? So maybe they have been stepping up this year already. But mm-hmm. And I mean, really, like, how could you not? Like, yeah. they are a powerhouse team. Like, they do a lot of stuff for for Yamaha and they've done it for a long, long time and they've built a long way because I think back to 2021 when I interviewed Brandon Haas at Arlington and they had some Yamaha support, but it's nothing like what they have now. They've mm-hmm. definitely earned earns their keep over there for sure. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> How about uh, Max Ancy? I feel like the hype uh-huh. was pretty justified. He was quick all day. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this the hype is hype being justified is like the first time ever you know like especially like coming off of all the hype we heard about the 450 guys coming into the to the series and then like just not happening you know so yeah no it was good i think the way the way that he rides um it it really suits the east coast dirt yeah i feel like you know a lot of the guys you know they'll they'll cut down keep going lower 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 in the burn but then a lot of times like the top of the burn gets neglected and it's still a decent rut and he is very, very good at carrying momentum around the tops of the berms. Hmm. Yeah, he's ripping. How old is Max? Isn't he? He's in 30. his thirties, right? He's thirty. He's 30. Yeah. 30. Yeah, he's thirty. That's sick. they gotta get off. They gotta get off. He flew here all the way from England. Like homies lived here <laughs> almost half of his life. Well, right? Joe's only yeah. been here for two years, and he can't read his pit That's boards true, apparently. Too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't. Yeah. He hey, can't communicate. Who was a uh, like for me? There was like a lot of guys that really impressed me. Uh, at this round like all the austrian guys i thought gillam looked amazing all day pierce came out and had the fastest qualifier uh and then climbed from he was involved in that first turn and he got all the way up to fifth i think um tom vial looked really good like mm-hmm. I, don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of um a lot of riders that really impressed me at the first round you know what i f- want to say though is i thought when hymas was up there i was yeah. like oh dude this is you know, he's been quiet. He's going to yeah. just... I was a little bit disappointed that he went backwards a little bit. I think he fell or something, though. He fell, and he yeah. hurt his knee. He, uh, like, fell in the sand and dinged the knee that sidelined him uh, last year. But I thought the same thing as you, Don, because in that heat race when he was leading for so long, like, I like Chance. Chance is a yeah. great kid. And I was like, hell yeah, like, let's get it going. And then, you know, he did lose a couple spots there in the beginning or in the end, but he'll learn. Like, he's another guy yeah. that if he can just stay healthy, he'll learn for sure. Mm-hmm. His number font yeah. is sick. Yeah, yeah I, like I, think Dak, I like his number. I don't like the font. Oh, I like, I like yeah. my font. I, I think Dax Benick did really good. Oh, right? Dude. You, yeah. you know, like he, he surprised me. Um, 
another surprise for me, I feel like, was Bial, like just seeing the jump that he made. You know, I mean, yeah. he was good last year. He was nice, consistent, but I feel like he lacked in the raw speed area. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, coming out, you know, the first few practices and, and everything like that, I feel like he had more speed and he, it looked like he was up there, like ready to go, you know? Yeah. It sounds like Marvin's a part of his program full time now. Oh, sick. Cool. That's cool. And then uh, Henry Miller was ripping too. Mm. I think he got yeah. seventh or something, dude. He was yeah, flying. He got so what happened to Pierce? Because he's fast qualifier. He he went down in the first turn. Oh, he was in that. He he was down like momentarily, like dropped the bike, picked the bike up. But he, other than the guys that were untangling their bikes, he was the last one to go down yeah. the rhythm. Yeah. So obviously we've seen all these crazy memes going around from the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. You know, all the McAdoo nuts ones and everything. Dude, I saw one of Pierce, and it says Pierce Brown on the first day of Black History Month. And it's a clip of him just punting Jaleek off the track. <laughs> Dude, that was dirty. <laughs> yeah, right? That was bad. Was that in the main? That was in the heat. Okay. That was in the heat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jaleek's fired up. Oh, yeah, I would be too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Dude, I I've never seen friends. Pierce do anything yeah. like that. What's going I on? Chase, I was like, yo, dude, what, when did this beef start? I, I have no idea. I never yeah. knew they had any beef. I don't think Jalik knew. Maybe oh, Pierce Jaleek doesn't even is know. Pissed. <laughs> fired up right now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I I guarantee it, dude. Yeah. Jalik, dude, Jalik is funny. Jalik is super yeah, funny is. because, like, the Black History Month comment, John, on Friday when I go into the Triumph truck and all of England is there. Jalik is just talking mad shit like that. Just <laughs> those kinds of jokes in front of all of his new bosses. I'm like, dude, he does not care. This is great. That's awesome, dude. Hey, so was Evan Jaleek very impressive in his he pro does. debut? Uh, dude, I, that was the one thing I said I, I hope did not happen is just he's had so many issues and so many injuries. Yeah. I think the last thing he needed was a crash. And, yeah. yeah. Was, but, I mean, still, I, he, he made the main event in his first yeah, pro race. Yeah, I think he should have. I Honestly, I expected him in the main, though. Yeah. That had to I mean, hurt, dude, because his face went uh, right into a concrete dude. wall. He well, thank God there no, he didn't catch the oh, foam. Fucked up right there. That went ah, into the ball. Jeez, oh. dude. Did he, is he awake uh, yet? Yeah. He posted yeah. a video Sunday oh, talking about everything. God, but dude. Yeah. And like even the team did say like getting Evan through the first one healthy. Like yeah. we know Julie's gonna be the main event guy and Julie's gonna go out and collect all the data. We just need Evan to just get through the stuff. Like we need him to stay healthy and learn. Yeah. And cause I think making it into the main was a like a foof because I think he qualified like twenty seventh or something. It wasn't great. So, yeah. Ah, I don't know. He looked good when he won the LCQ. He did look good when he in the LCQ. Yeah. I just want to rewatch that four fifty LCQ again. I can't wait. Oh my <laughs> God. That was awesome, right? dude. Heck yeah. yeah. Like, dude, like the LCQs are like the most exciting races of the night. It's you like- said I haven't seen an LCQ that exciting since you retired, Avery. Though <laughs> that was definitely the best one. This season. Yeah, it was. It was because all the perfect characters too: Cade, yeah, Freddy, Jerry, Jerry. Robin, it was all of them. Justin Hill. It was all, all of them. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that Justin just decided two laps in, like, oh, I can go this fast, <laughs> just yeah. blitzed yeah. everyone real quick. Mm. Oh. Well, yeah. is that it? What What are guys doing this week then? It's fucking pouring. No one's riding in Southern There's California. There's no way anyone's driving even no. to Vegas to ride, right? Because it's raining there too. I heard Arizona's I fine. They're probably going to Havasu. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no I heard Arizona's fine. So maybe really? some ACP 
Because they have a supercross track, I think. Is it? Yeah. I wonder if it's raining mesquite because Kenny's got that track there. Or is that? Yeah, Kenny's he already left. Own? He's in Florida already. He oh, left he's... last week, I guess. Ah. Yeah, a lot of guys going to Florida. Um, I think there's some more tracks. I think uh, I think there's definitely some more tracks that are that are. Um, I think some amateur kids have some some tracks in Arizona. You yeah. Know, so that might be good. That or uh, Bracken Hall. I wonder if he still has oh, a yeah. place, uh, a supercross track. You know. That or everyone's going up to Mumford's. Yeah. You know? My buddies oh, and rainy. I... Uh, it's got to be raining at Mumford's, too. Yeah, it's dumping at Mumford's right now. But my buddies and I went out yesterday and shoveled up some lips on Pulitelli's old Supercross track in Menifee. So that's got a fresh prep if anyone wants to hit No dig, no ride. No dig, no ride. <laughs> Mud routes. Yeah, it's raining. It's Not, dumping This now. is the first storm of the year. Or of the season that's actually delivered on what they've predicted, right? Yeah. Because everyone so far, they're like, oh, on the news, they're like over, over cautioning everyone. Oh, you know, flash flood warning, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Everything's been super soft, but it's coming down down here now. Yeah. Like, not to be like doomsday or anything like that, but this could be a, a hurdle for even the transport drivers, too, because that's a far drive from Detroit back to there, and then mm. that winter mm. storm will take effect like through Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado. Like yeah. Whichever two ways you go, you do have a chance to hit some weather. I mean, they have more than enough time to get down there and then a week off, but yeah, it's a big drive that they're already going to have to do, and then you throw in yeah. a we, delay like that in. We've already had a couple of freeways shut down out here, so that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Sinkholes? Uh yeah, I just got an email that the ninety one landslides, all of it. Yeah, yeah, you got you get landslides up where you are. Yeah, really. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yep. Yikes! Damn, I just want to ride. I'm you, I'm I'm welcoming it, so no one can ride while I can't ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ride so bad on Sunday. They had a practice day uh, at Archie by my house, but mm-hmm. I was so weeded from Saturday night that I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And yeah, then it was yeah. very runny there from what I saw. So I think me being at 50% energy level would not have been good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, A-Ray, I wore O'Neill yesterday. Also, I've seen that. if I've seen anyone that. in the Inland Empire would like a new set of 34 O'Neill pants, unless you guys want them back, A-Ray, I have them. You they're were too right. big, right? Yeah, there's no chance. <laughs> the belt is I've, the belt goes to like my tail. Oh, I told you, you're a 32. <laughs> I'm a you 33. Are a 32. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, it's all good. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks for listening to the Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper, everyone. And uh, next week, to Arizona to uh, Glendale, Arizona. So, we'll talk to you Monday. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.